I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hello, hello Vince. How are you doing today, friend? Ah, oh, you tried to jump up in front of me. I feel like I got there first, but the internet might have might have shut me down. Uh, you cheater. I am doing well, Travis. How are you doing? I mean, yeah. It's Ex cool. It's good. It's uh it's all it's all all right, all right. Um, <laughs> so I rolled some stuff. You so did. let's get into our stuff. Uh because that's what people are here to listen to our stuff. Um so I rolled um 88. I rolled a pair of eights. You did. Um what happened with those eights? Those eights are pretty great. Uh and Eight is great. Exactly. And what those eights amount to for our purposes today is the following 16. question. Well, that's that's oh. that could be true, but it's it's not in this case. But good guess. I like where your head's at. Uh no, in fact, the number we're going for today is 88 and that topic is how many players is the right number of players for your group? Wow, so this isn't uh, necessarily a design kind of topic. This is a player GM gaming group topic. I would argue this is an. It is a designer topic. It, yes. No, you're right. Yeah, it's designing argue, the please. right group. I agree, but argue. No, no, it's designing the right group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what is your, what is your, what is your, what you know, what size group is your game intended for? Uh, because I'm sure there are variants of games that are meant for many people. And then there are other variants that are, you know, meant for, you know, a small number of people. And even one-on-one. -on -one. There are there are solo or, like, one-on-one -on -one adventures that have been written in many games. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, absolutely. It? Oh, it is. And yeah, many of those are beloved. Are you kidding me? Sure, yeah. Uh, those second edition, like, uh, so both... Like the Cleric's Adventure and the Fighter's yes. Adventure and, and yes. all that. Yes. Yeah, those are all pretty cool. I remember, um, personally, back, like, when I was, like... 11 no 10 i was thinking i was 10 years old when i had the uh the red box from the basic dnd set sure. and it had the solo adventure in the um the players section yeah like the little players leaflet um i remember running that for someone as the gm like <laughs> i remember using that solo adventure as a you know a one -on, kind of a one-on-one -on -one adventure and it worked really well so, so group size is definitely a thing yes and i think the first let, let's just start with the obvious point okay if your group is of a size where everybody's getting along and every let's just jump straight to an end point here okay so we don't have to make this vacuum this yeah, that's fine this we got a lot of stuff to talk about with this so sure yeah this is i want to get this vacuous point out of the way if your group is humming along and everybody is having time and everybody's happy and you know that then guess what you don't need any of the you solved the riddle of steel yes you don't need the advice we're going to give you if something we say doesn't jive with your experiences we're wrong you're right there you go. Now, let's move on to people who, who are more interested in this, because I think this is a controversial subject of how many people... Really? It's a controversial subject? I think so. I mean, I know I have preferences as, for myself for, like, when, when I'm in groups, because I don't, I don't like really big groups of players, but, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's just That's it. a preference. That's not, like, a controversial thing, you know? It's like, uh, it's just like, yeah, I prefer this. Well, first off, uh, this is a world where people's preferences become you know something that people argue over as dictum pretty hold on, easily. Hold on. yeah 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 okay all right no i follow i follow with the current state of affairs sure sure so but beyond that um here's what i'll say to me i think there are legitimate arguments for having at least a minimum number 
and having at least or, or sorry and capping it at a certain number mm-hmm. if so top and bottom top a, top and bottom a top yeah. and bottom yes if you are ceiling yeah yes if you if you're the experience you are aiming at is a quote unquote greatest game of your life type of experience right a, a narrative well that's shooting pretty high yeah no i'm just saying if that's what you're aiming at you're not going to hit that every time but you will here's what i'll say i don't think you could hit that with two players at the table. And I don't think you could hit that with nine. That's what I'll say. Wow. That's a, I mean, that's pretty bold to say that. I, I really, I don't, I don't feel the same way. Um, I, of course I, I don't, I, I never, I never, ever, I've never made that like, uh, that, as that goal that you just made. So maybe, maybe I'm disagreeing wrongly. Um, <laughs> Like I, I can't, I can't go into a game and say I'm gonna make this the best game ever. Like that's not, that's not my motivation. My, my motivation is to make a the good best game. game for that night. Sure. Okay. You know, for the next night, I want to make, I want to do the best that I can do for that night. Um, and I have, I have had, I've had fantastic experiences in games that involved a GM and two players. Um, it, it's simply been amazing from time to time. Uh. Uh, so, so I like I can't agree with I can't agree with your bottom number, and I've also ran games that while they 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 did focus on certain uh, certain players of like say uh, call it like you know a, a core group of four or five, um, there were many more players. There were nine to eleven players in those games, and people have quoted those games back to me as being their favorite games of all time. Um, so, and and that's with you know eleven players sometimes being around the table. Um, now we're looking at, I'm looking at that as like a, uh, like a big picture that that's the entire can the entirety of the campaign was taken as, you know, one of the greatest games ever. Yeah. Uh, and now this goes for several of the games that I ran, but, um, you know, individual sessions could have anywhere from, from, you know, six players to 11 players. So I don't know. I don't, I feel like, I feel like your top and bottom might be too, uh, I don't know, too hemmed in. I feel like the numbers must be bigger than that because my experiences have been different. Uh, and I can only go off of my experiences. Sure. Well, here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll go off of my own experiences. And anything with that few number of players has never even come close because there's just not enough people with not enough differing opinions. Now, I've had great games, great games, where two people sort of shown above the rest, right? But the rest of those people being there also helped out tremendously and were and allowed stories to happen and so on and so forth. I feel like there's an issue. Couldn't there, have happened though. otherwise. Okay. I feel like there's an issue with that though, because be, the those that those other cast members probably yeah. did not have that same engagement and the same feeling out of that game. Perhaps not, but they could have. That's not because they didn't want to. And I still would have enjoyed the game as much had they dialed in. And as a point of fact. My favorite games, my absolute favorite games are games that I've played. And here, here's why I think this. Let me, let me get to my, I'll, I'll get to my thesis Please, yes. statement. My favorite games and the games that I remember above all else are the games with somewhere, you either three, four, or five people, okay? All having a voice at the table all with their own individual motivations and all humming together in the narrative, in character, making decisions with a GM that's rolling and, and responding to the players. Those are all my best experiences. 
I, uh, and, I I would I would agree with that sentiment um, as a a blanket generalization. And and here's here's why I limit it at at that number. For the same reason that here's why here's here's the reason for my floor. The same thing we talked about in the MMO adventure with three sides. Okay, because when it's two. It's just you get a left and a right, an up and a down, a top and a bottom, a black uh, and yeah, a white. Yeah, but you're not. You are not. You're 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 mistaken. Your okay. your floor your floor will have to be will need to be one, unless we're talking about the GM included. Okay, because the GM uh, is a, is a is a a third uh, is someone to to be another counterpoint, another counterweight. Sorry, I I just don't buy it because in the end he can't. The GM, yes, you're he can. right. Yes, he, he can. can. If you are a good GM, you can do it. I can do it. I, I have faith in my ability to do that. Well, here's what I'll say. One, I don't have faith in my ability to do it, and I consider myself a mediocre GM. And I certainly, and I think most people would be in the same place, because here's the problem. If you as the GM take that level of agency, in the end, your players are the people who have to make decisions. And you can push them around, and you can take a different point of view to try to get them off of that two-sided thing, but in the end, they're not going to feel like they owned it. And and that's my feeling. Like, I think that your experience in those cases are because you're one of the greatest GMs I have ever known. In fact, you are the greatest GM I have ever known. And that's not going to mean anything uh, to our readers. And you're going to be like, blah, 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 blah. That's not true. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have to say that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's fine. I'm not. You can eat your humble pie all you want. I don't give a shit. People um, keep on telling me this, so there's there's something behind it, but I don't know. Weird. It must be true when, like, 60 people have told it to you. I've played under a lot of people, like a lot of people in a lot of different groups, okay? And you know what? None of them were as good as you. So, and and in So are you saying game, my experiences are just different? They're, they're yes. Just, they're, they're outside of the, what the norm we're going to be talking about here. Yes. You understand storytelling and have a mind capable of doing it in both a planned fashion and an on-a-fly fashion in unlike most anyone I've ever known. In fact, at, all right, fair enough. I can, now, I, I, I will, yeah, I, I will, I will go ahead and just, yeah, that's fine. This okay, isn't the, this isn't the let's blow smoke I'll try, up I'll Travis's try to hem butt podcast. Yeah. Yes. So, but here's what I'll say. When it goes above five, there is simply not enough time for everyone to be an enthusiastic participant. Yeah. There's not enough spotlight time period. Correct. Um, you know, whether, whether it's between players themselves or between players in the GM, there's just not enough time for each of the people um, in your average game session. And then we have to kind of look at it in averages if we're going to do that, um, because that's, you know, it's what most people are going to experience. Um, and, you know, if you're going to play for, you know, four to six hours once every once every week or two, then there's just not enough time. Um, like, like, really, it feel it feels to me like you need you need about about an hour per player um, yeah. to be able to have enough enough screen time, quote, you know what I mean? Yes. Not um, all at once, but broken up. Yes. Yeah, and so it requires a much longer, longer game schedule to be able to handle a, a larger load of players. Once you start going over five, um, you get into this point where you're not talking about your average gamer; you're talking about more, you know, more, um, more diehard gamers, um, right? Correct. So, like and people, people who would play for 12, 12 hours, you know, and that's once a week or something like that. So, right. yes, what we I'm all just saying, used one to hour do. being a minimum in this situation like it's better if you have more time for each player so yes yes i would also argue i bet when you were doing those nine and ten when it, whenever you were doing this massive game 
you were younger and had more time to sit at the table and play that game straight through. I bet right. you weren't doing three hour sessions with nine people. Right. Right. Um, so that's, that's the reason I take that supposition. And I, I really do believe that. Um, now that doesn't mean five is the cap for a good game no. because you could have six or seven. And as long as you have two people who are happy and feel fulfilled, contributing less and i don't mean that in a bad way so no 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 you're talking about group you're talking about group personality here yeah um and when you when you have players that naturally fit into kind of a a a second second uh second string i guess or a supporting cast member kind of feel and they enjoy it and they like it yeah maybe maybe they experience D in that way that makes them most mostly enjoy it when they're not always in the spotlight but they do enjoy their time the time that they do get um, and they get more out of out of furthering the story from from the sideline as opposed to in the spotlight. So correct, and that happens a lot. Like almost every group I've ever been in has had players like that that I would call call excellent supporting cast members. Like they're very good at those roles, and so when they take them, it feels really good, and the whole campaign kind of runs really smoothly. Yep, they have a consistent personality. They're not dialed out. I have somebody like this in my Tuesday game. They're not dialed out. They're very involved. They have a consistent personality. They're a very fun character. They they often make little notes in the story that are good and contributory to a, toward a fun time. But they don't really ever demand the spotlight, or at least they demand it very little, right? And so if they have 20 minutes in a five-hour, four or four, four or five-hour game, they're perfectly happy. They're great. And they feel like that's time well spent. Me, I'm a spotlight hog. I can't do that. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you kind of. I not kind of. That's <laughs> yeah, no right. I be um, honest with ourselves here, I guess. Yeah, I demand the spotlight. I must be important. Stroke my ego. I am a beautiful and unique snowflake. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I tend to take up some stage space too. And um, oftentimes it's to fill silence. Though I always feel like I like if if nothing's going on, I'm gonna make role playing happen. Sure. When I'm playing, so that's how it kind of goes for me. Um, but okay, so I think really then, if um, so, so we're kind of looking at like four to six, and like I think that was what some of the early editions of D and D said on like the covers of some of their books, like for four to six players. You know Correct. what I mean? Like they would yeah. have uh, adventure for four to six players of whatever. Um, so now, they, of course, they had, they were had rating feeling, it. They were rating it based on power. the monster power. Yeah. Yes. Not at all like what's going to make a good game. Just, oh, it, it, this adventure will become too easy if you have more or you know, too hard. If I, you have wonder, I wonder if those adventures, if we, if we went back and played through them and we like tested each one to see how it ran. Yep. And if we, if we worked with the maximum number of recommended players for each one, um, if it would turn out to be the best of the adventures was the for four to six players adventures or whatever, you know, the three right. fives right. to fit in that kind of area. That would be an interesting thing to test. Would take way too much time, but so we're never going to do that. But that's interesting. Uh, if any, if any of our, any of you listeners out there have have, uh, have recent experience with some of those adventures, let us know what you how you how you felt about your group size with them. Um, as always, I think Vince has uh, an email in the uh, in the show notes, so you can do that. Um, that's correct. But I think I think what we're really what what, what we have to address here. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think what we have to address here is. Why this topic is important, and and it's it's because you're you're you want to tailor your group for your game, and get the most out of it. Um, so, um, to the number the, to the number of players you're going to need at the table, like how many players are going to be at the table for that game to make it the best game that it can be, um, and that number is going to 
shift and change depending on personalities of the, of the people who are playing the game you're playing, um, you know, the, the amount of time you have to play. All those things are factors involved in this in this very much bigger topic than I originally thought it might be. Uh, because just thinking about it a little bit, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. Yes, that's just it. I think, you know, when I look at this, right, we tend to think of this like there's some kind of un unconceivable magic that just kind of happens. Like, why do some people's groups just seem to work out and have these amazing stories and narratives and some people's groups don't? And I think this is one of the the contributing factors, not the whole it's not the whole shooting match, but it's part of it. Right. And so, yes, it's not like there's some perfect number, though. I will say that the floor and ceiling are almost universal. But beyond when you get down now trying to get down below that, I think you're exactly right. The key to having those really great games, those games that rise above. Look, it's easy to have a game that's a six and there's nothing wrong with a game that's a six. Right. That's fine like a solid good game it's pretty enjoyable yeah. great i've i've played in lots of sixes and they're all good and i had a good time doing it i'm glad i did it but sometimes you need those nines and tens and if you're gonna get to that nine and ten it's either gonna happen by raw dumb luck right or yeah you're gonna have to think about it and figure out like the right number of players based on the people you have and I know that's hard because, you know, where the rubber meets the road on this is we don't always get to choose our players, right? Yeah. Do I have room for all of my friends? Yeah, you know I mean, who want to play? That's not that's that's a harsh like line to take. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, this is one of those ways that we and, and myself especially have got to experiment with this in ways that most people haven't had the luxury to do since we run these three marathon games a year, right? We talked about marathon games in a previous uh, episode. And this is, you know, those are like little laboratories, right? Every one of them was a slightly different group combination, slightly different number of people, different themes, different setups, different, you know, because we keep rotating GMs and each GM is trying to top the last GM and trying different ideas out. They're very experimental. So we get to see what works in ways that you don't have the luxury to when you start a new game every six months or nine months or two years or five years, right? Yeah. So you've dialed in your personal experience, at least, at the very minimum. Correct. I, I feel like I have had a larger amount of true, like, scientific method experimentation or, well, pseudo-scientific method, I guess, because I didn't establish a control group. <laughs> so yeah. I generally agree with all of your sentiments, too, and I know I've played with a lot of, you know, different groups than you have. So right. um, we have two different samples to pick from. Um, so so then what would what would your advice be? What, 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 what's the advice we want to leave people with um, okay. when it comes to choosing how big or small to make your group? So he, I, that's here's here's what I would say. Look at the players in your group and figure out who are the people happy to be supporting characters. That is to say, who don't really need a lot of the spotlight. Maybe they just like combat, like swinging. The, oftentimes the support people don't even really think of themselves like that because what their enjoyment is from is swinging an action. Like tactical combat. Yeah. yeah. Right? So they don't need a lot of narrative interaction or story motivation. If As long as there's a fight every so often and they get to smash something with an axe or blow up something with a fireball or whatever, or shoot something with a laser gun, they're cool. Right? They're they're totally happy. They're satisfied. Um, but figure out that they're, that they're that personality, that they don't need the spotlight, that they're a supporting person. How many of those do you have? 
Now, figure out how many of your your stars you've got. People who talk, who work with you, who ask you to make decisions for them, who purposely make wrong choices to play into the narrative because it's more fun, right? Who don't use their, their meta player knowledge of I've played this game for 20 years. Hence, I know that thing, that beautiful ruby sitting on the white marble pillar in the middle of the empty room is clearly a trap. But yet, right, my character is a favorite example. Grabs it. I, I love this example um, because it's so obvious. And the difference between truly mature, great players and everybody else. OK, and I will stand behind this is the recognition that your ability to recognize that as a trap is worth less than nothing and is actually an impediment to a good game. Right. And gen- generally speaking, it's when it's when a choice is uh, is made in in the effort of fun as opposed to the effort of advancement. Correct. Yep. And so figure out how many of those people you've got who will stand up, who will stand out, who will interact and all that kind of stuff. Everything I've said. Right. And to me, your perfect group, if, if I had to pick the golden mean, right, you want three to four of those stars, those stand ups, and you want one to three of the uh of the supporting people you can have that you could capture lightning in a bottle yeah so so basically look at the look at the amount of time you have to play look at the cast of cast of players you have to choose from um and and make a conscious decision if you have the ability to not not every group has the ability to sometimes you're left kind of you know if you've got if you've got nine friends and they all want to play with you um, it's really hard sometimes to turn people down. So you don't have to, you know, this is not something you have to do. Right. Um, I'm not, I don't want to advise anyone be a, be a bad person or be a bad friend. No, no, we're talking theory here. We're not talking about, yes. you know, people, people's emotions and things like that. So keep, make, just keep in mind the emotions of, you know, the people you play with, cause they are your friends. That's all, that, that, that's all I'm trying to say. Cause we're looking, we're talking about this very, in a very scientific dry way. Right. Uh, we're not thinking about how many personalities are actually involved in this. These are actual people. Um, you know, they're not video games. <laughs> video game characters are actual people. Right. Um, but I agree with everything Vince said, and I think uh, I think you just have to um, keep an eye on the number of players in your group and don't let it go overboard. And if you don't have enough, you know you don't have enough, so look for more, obviously, because um, you'll feel it immediately if you don't have enough players. Um, something will just be off in the group and may- maybe this, this little talk will help you put a finger on it. Yeah. And what yeah. I'll say is if you're in that like nine player situation, okay. Um, which I, you're, you're right. There are people who get in that, uh, see about making two groups, right? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Maybe you don't all need to be in one group. I know that's kind of a Indeed, sucky answer but sometimes. Again, that's a problem because not all, not all groups have enough strong personalities that are GMs as well. We talked right. about that before. There's not enough GMs and there's too many players. Yep. No, you're you're dead on. I, I don't disagree. That's why I said see if you could swing it, right? If you can. Yeah, that's an option. It is an option. I think to me that's just your best case scenario, right? Because then you can you can turn one big unwieldy kind of like painful group into two pretty darn solid groups, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's to me is is that's the right answer. That's your golden number, and that's how you can start getting to a really good place. So there you go. Is that is that how many players is right for the group? Uh, that is undesigned for sure. Thanks guys for listening. Um, Vince, go ahead and send us out.
<laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. We always appreciate it. As Travis already dutifully and wisely mentioned, the email is down below. Send us any topics you want to discuss. We always love hearing from you. And as always, see you next time. Thank you.